This is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side. Not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach, and joining me today, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mikey. How's it going, Mikey? What's up, Roach, man? How's everything, bro? Uh, not too bad. Um, just getting, you know, trying to settle down from the holidays, ready for them. I mean, ready for them to be over. <laughs> yeah, we're in like that middle week where literally nothing happens it's just quiet time and uh i haven't had to work this week which is good so i've just been kind of chilling and waited for boba which was today which was awesome and um it's been like weird here in new york man it's like warmer than normal usually we get some snowflakes it's just like rainy and um everyone's got fucking covid so i'm just like hanging in the crib watching watching star wars and playing video games I'm ready for New Year's to be over and just to kind of ease yeah. into it, ease into my birthday, ease into my birthday, which is at the end of uh, January. So nice, nice. You finally enter, entering your twenties. Yeah, yeah. Finally, finally. finally. Well, thank you. That's yeah. a compliment. Most yeah, most yeah. of the kids I teach, they think I'm in my like mid fifties. So <laughs> no, that's the guesses I get. They're like, I don't know, fifties. I showed a, uh, I showed a a, a picture a school yearbook picture of me and uh, you've met my buddy Casey that comes on a podcast with me um, of us in uh, seventh grade. And it was in black and white because it was just like some random picture in the yearbook. And uh, they were like, Oh yeah, that's you. Man, I couldn't tell it. Well, makes sense. They didn't have color photos back then. What? Yeah. Call me little bastard. (laughs) I was like, Oh, you said, Oh yeah. Yeah. So but thank you. Yeah, because generally I get guests way older than I'll be 33, 33 on the 24th. So, oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Creeping I'm up old. on me. I'll be 34. Oh, there you go. There you go. Older I'm than February my... 7th. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so when are you? Uh, 20, the 24th of January. Jackson, the pup, I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's January 23rd, 2012. Oh, 10. boom. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. 2012 that's the year my wife and i uh eloped on uh on leap nice. days so we all, i only have to celebrate once every four years dude that's brilliant Wait, I, I that's i thought so you think it's brilliant right and then we had so we eloped we had our little ceremony and then we had a big ceremony for like our whole family in august um so it kind of backfired on me because now i'm expected to do something every like february 28th or so uh-huh. And something every August, and every four cool. years, I'm expected to do something huge. Right, it's a leap day on on the. So you made more work for yourself because when that 29 comes around, you better it's be like huge. A, it's a double whammy. Yeah, yeah. Oof. So expectations are high every time that comes around, but uh, kind of like kind of like expectations for Book of Boba Fett. So did uh, let me just ask you this: Did it deliver? for you absolutely okay okay did you did you listen to any reviews or anything before you watched it or anything try to stay kind of no. clear that 
Yeah, me I, too. I actually, I actually still haven't. While I was watching it, some of the characters' dialogue, some of the characters' um, delivery of the dialogue, I was already saying to myself, not that I minded it as much, but like, oh, they're going to nitpick on that. They're going to tear that up. That's not going to well over on the review side of things. For me, like, I know Star Wars for me, and I'm, I only speak for myself. I'm not externally saying what Star Wars is and whatever I say is factual like most Star Wars fans do. What I'm saying is, like, I don't mind the quirky, weird acting of Star Wars because it's a space fantasy. But these days, people want Game of Thrones acting in every epic saga they have to pay for in a subscriber streaming OTT app on TV. I, I don't... I, I know what Star Wars is to me. And so when a Twilight comes on, an ambassador Twilight comes on from the mayor and gives some really weird acting and dialogue and delivery in in a palace, like I take it as just Star Wars being quirky, star, quirky, weird Star Wars, where I could see reviewers who review these shows that are popular on these fictional big epic shows on TV saying, well, that was horrible, right? So like yeah. that's just one, and and I'm segueing already, but I think you kind of have an idea on like where my head is with that. But for me, it 100 percent delivered. Yeah, for me too. I thought it was awesome. Me and all right, so you know, I had uh, a couple friends that watched it with me, and I made and streamed to a couple guys too. Um, basically, like a cut of like all the Boba Fett scenes in uh, the prequel trilogy. And then we watched a couple of the episodes that Boba Fett's featured in the Clone Wars, and then went into went into and then all his little scenes in uh, the OT, and then went into this. Mm-hmm. So, and we all thought it was great. Um, but like we nice. watched it, I watched it three times with my buddies, like over and over and over again, straight through. And uh, I I didn't find anything that I could like. I so the Twilight delivery was weird. But I think he's just supposed to be a weird, like, that's my take automatically. That's what I go to. I'm just like, acceptance. It's like, okay, that guy's weird. That's just how it's supposed to be. Jar Jar's goofy. I know goofy people. Like, you can't just erase goofy people from the face of the universe in Star Wars. You know, I know annoying people. You can't just erase C-3PO. If if there weren't annoying characters and there weren't, you know, funny characters and there weren't, like, jackass characters like Mace Windu, like, you know, these are the kind of people you run into at work and at play, you know? <laughs> so that's like automatically where I go with that. But yeah, the uh, the Twilight character, somebody was telling me they thought it sounded kind of like Owen Wilson at first. Like a strange Owen Wilson-esque delivery. Maybe a little bit. I, I can see where, where they would get that idea. It was just, I, I think we need to, learn more about these characters in most Espa because in the sanctuary scene even um the maiden whatever her name was the the other twilight chick who like runs the the bar club brothel whatever the hell she had the same temperament and like the same attitude in a sense where it's like kind of nonchalantly welcoming but you could tell there's like subliminal messages on on the responses that that boba and and shenick are, are getting right and fennec wow wow 
Shenick? Fennec. That, that's their Shen- evil twin. Shenick fan. Shenick fan. That's their evil twin in the show. <laughs> that's going to be her clone, right? Yeah. Um, I love that you did that for your buddies, though. Like, that is... Um, that's a way to make it an event for sure. Oh like, yeah, I think that's the best Boba Fett party you could have. Uh, I'm sure they, they they probably love the uh, the holiday special uh, animated scene that you showed for them with Chicanon. So, oh yeah, yeah, we uh, he's come a long way from that, right? So one of my one of one of our buddies, uh, he has his own little Star Wars podcast, the Star Wars Lunch Hour, and he's on Talking Sith in the past sometimes. He's huge into that kind of stuff. Like he loves, he collects like the oddities of Star Wars. He has like the Blu-ray of the um, holiday special and he's got like all the um, laser discs and stuff like that. Right. But then, so he's like a huge fanboy like that. But like um, I told him on a podcast once and I, I still don't let him live it down. Like the little stuff, like, uh, when Wooher's like, hey, we don't serve their kind here at the cantina. And now mm-hmm. in the um, From a Certain Point of View book, uh, From a New Hope, it reveals, do you know the reason why he doesn't, they don't serve their kind there? It was told to me by Hawes three years ago when the book came out and I forgot. It's because his family was slaughtered by separatist droids. And so he like has a distrust, doesn't like droids. Um and for me, I'm like, oh, that's cool world building. That's cool for me and you, for people that are going to read that book and are into that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. And my buddy Chad is like, that's stupid. Why do we need to know that? We don't. That's unnecessary. That's just unnecessary. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's unnecessary. But unnecessary doesn't mean unneeded. You know, like it's there if you need it to, um, like take it or leave it. So that that comes down to like a couple of like the reviews that my buddy started looking up after our second viewing and somebody was writing that uh boba fett wasn't delivering because there wasn't a baby yoda and it needs a baby yoda so do you think that's necessary and do you think do you think boba fett is necessary like what do you think the layman is thinking like of this show well i'll i'll start with with going back a little bit towards where this disney plus star wars series stuff started with mandalorian and that in the filoni verse up here right now we've got mandalorian right this is like my wife loves it my mom loves it you can talk about it in the office the guy who says Luke Skywalker's from Star Trek loves Baby Yoda. Uh, you know, watched watched both seasons. Johnny's um, groomer, right? That's who that was. Yeah, yeah. What up, T Green? There he is. What's going on? I'm gonna there. change that Dylan, light bulb. Man, what up? Happy early New Year. Happy early New Year. Give me one second to turn this light off and change oh. back. No, you're fine. So, so Josh, back back to what I was saying is like, you need that first. You need to build a foundation and have it be a fucking massive success. Where like, you know, there's there's Baby Yoda merchandise, fucking Baby Yoda toilet paper, you know, um, and Grogu. I'm sorry, I I, I tend to like to call him Grogu more these days. Uh, and so we've got we've got a spinoff of a spinoff now with, with with Boba Fett, even though 
everybody thought initially when the Mandalorian was announced that it was going to be both that, you know, that Din Djarin was going to be Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett is a gift, is a present, is a love song to guys like you and I and T. That's what it is. Okay. For the Hollywood reporter guy reviewing this saying, well, well there's no layman. There's no MacGuffin. There, there's no uh, catalyst like, like a baby Yoda that's going to enthrall the nation into this show. That's not what this show is for. This show is a gritty, like crime Lord saga post return of the Jedi about fucking the son of Jango Fett rising to like the top of, of fucking the crime Lords syndicate on Tatooine and taking over the huts. Like it's not for, it's not for everybody. It's not going to be as big as Mandalorian is where I'm going with this. And that's okay because it it's again, it's for it's mainstream enough because it's star Wars, but at the heart of it, this show is a love song from, from Favreau and Filoni to guys like the three of us. And, and I don't think, I think that they know that they're going to honor that. They're going to be like this, this story we want to tell from a marketing perspective, it's not going to be as big as Mando, but this is going to be of great importance in star Wars storytelling for the core fan base. And it's something that we really want to do because it's going to be great. And so that's, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. Um, I, tell me if you agree. I agree. Um, that, yeah, it's 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 not going to have the draw. It's kind of a weird situation, like you said, because like when the Mandalorian was first announced, everybody was like, "Oh, it's going to be in in like our fanboy like click, right?" In our sphere, um, it's like, "Oh, it's good. It's going to be it's going to be Boba Fett. It's going to be Boba Fett. Who else would it be? Who is the Mandalorian?" Like, "Oh, it's not going to be Boba Fett. Okay, it's another Mandalorian. That's cool." Um, then we got Boba Fett, right? But I think the collective cultural mind knows of Boba Fett. Like he has, tra- he's like Darth Vader. He's transcended Star Wars. They might not know his name, but they know what he looks like. And and now, like when you get, um, when you bring the Mandalorian in, and you 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 give a face to that, and then you bring Boba Fett into the Mandalorian, um for that cultural mindset outside of like the hardcore fanboys, I think that this has a good chance of like just drawing them in to be like, all right, let's see who this other like BA um, bounty hunter guy is from the Mandalorian that like actually is like the godfather of Mandalorians. And now you put him in basically the godfather role. Like he is, he it's like uh it's it's life imitating art imitating life right so and i think that we're going to see tie-in to i like do you do you guys think that we're going to see tie-in to uh the mandalorian do you think we're going to see din Djarin and baby yoda well baby yoda i'm going to go ahead and say probably not but i do think we'll see din um I don't think we'll see baby. Yo- I don't even think we'll see baby Yoda at all in Mando season three. So, uh, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, so, uh, Den most likely, um, 
I'm going to probably go ahead and say probably by episode three, we'll probably see Finn. You want to take that bet um, <laughs> and uh, spin it back on? So I made everybody a bet that we were going to hear a seismic charge <laughs> in the first episode. Because I don't know about you, Mikey, but I was expecting to see a lot more of the trailer footage in this first episode. Mm. Which we didn't like we saw a lot of stuff that wasn't in the trailers and then a lot of stuff um like with the mayor with the authorian we uh we didn't see him at all in this first episode nope. we didn't see him um we didn't see like the the meeting of all the dons in this episode either we didn't mm-hmm. see um we didn't see him like breaking into tashi station uh we didn't see uh the ship we you know slave one was not in it at all so i don't know i don't know um i don't know what to expect i i'm hoping and thinking that probably episode two is going to be a lot of that stuff his confrontation mm-hmm. with the mayor um maybe some more uh so somebody pointed out to me that he only seems to have his little flashbacks when he's in the bacta yep that's what it seems so far yeah, um, we got a couple of questions. I got a couple of questions on here from from all the guys that were watching this with me. One of them was, "How long do we think he was in the Sarlacc for?" From what we just saw. Yeah, I know we went into a long discussion about that, so I'll let Pappas talk, and then I'll tell my little. Well, a couple things. One, he wouldn't be able to survive there without with limited oxygen. I'd say for more than twenty four to forty eight hours, right? Because a, he took the stormtroopers' breathing apparatus, and he, he took some O2 um, in order to give him the strength he needed to start the flamethrower to burn through. Two, when he climbs out, you see the wreckage of um, the sail barge, and the Jawas just got there. And if we know Jawas, which we do, if fucking Jabba's sail barge blows up, they're the first one there collecting <clears throat> spare parts uh, and and salvaging and scavenging. So. That was happening, like, right when he got out. So I would say he got out within 24 to 48 hours. That's tops. I mean, it could be six hours. Um, that stormtrooper wasn't that... I don't know why the stormtrooper was in there, because there weren't stormtroopers on the barge. So that was weird. Maybe that stormtrooper was a stormtrooper from, like, I don't know, New Hope time, when they were when the sandtrooper squadrons were coming down there on the dewbacks, like, burning... Uh, and Peru and Uncle Owen and shit, and it just takes longer to digest because he's in the arm, the stormtrooper armor. Um, but I was hoping we'd see like some of the skiff guards and shit in the Sarlacc instead of a fucking stormtrooper. You know what I mean? Like that would have been fucking awesome. Uh, but I'd say like I say he got out pretty quickly, dude. That wreckage was fresh, and he need if he needed the oxygen, he wasn't breathing down there for long. Like in that's in, in that case. Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically the exact line of reasoning we went down, which, like, he could have been in there for a while, maybe. People kept throwing out that they say, like, the Sarlacc digests over a thousand years. So, what, does it, like, somehow keep them alive for a thousand years? It, but I was like, yeah, maybe, but he needed oh, the oxygen. So. Yep. Right, right. So, yeah. And so, then we literally, right. we, 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 <laughs> we went back to that scene, what, like, five or six times the... <clears throat> the skiffer is still smoking, so max like 
like I said, max 24 hours. Yep. And then like you said, Mikey, um, the, uh, the Jawas are going to be there pretty quickly. So by the time the Jawa, you know, yeah, I think it was like, he probably got out of there a few hours later. The Jawas got there by nighttime that night. And then he was probably laying there for overnight. So maybe like another 12 hours before the Tuscans came and picked him up. And what do we think about yep. those Tuscans in the black robes? Like those were pretty, they look sick to me, man. That was awesome. Like expand <laughs> the world building of the Tuscan Raider. Like it was fantastic. And and you've got like the, the assassin one where like King fucking sand guy was like, yeah, go fuck up this guy. And they have like that fight. It's just fucking manhandles Boba Fett. I think it's a woman. By I the think, way. I think it is. Um, so yeah. I don't know if you ever read the, the uh, legends book now Kenobi, but um, no. so there's a female like chieftain in that. And I was actually, okay. I, I, I brought her up to uh, my buddy, Sean, who's a big fan of that book too. I was like, man, what if we get like a, the female chief, like, and they bring that into Canon. And then I don't think she's like the chief, but she's basically like, it looks like a girl and she looks like she's like his right hand. It's, it's like his Fennec Shan, yeah. right? It's that Tuscan Raider leaders like Fennec Shan. Um, yeah, no, that, that was, that was awesome. Like to see them expand the mythology of, of, of that tribe was really awesome because I mean, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but like from episode two, Tuscan Raiders, episode one, Tuscan Raiders, they're in the pod race to, um, to a new hope. Like I, I don't think we've ever seen any besides like the basic beige yep. robe, like, yep. like generic, like sand people look. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is like something I brought up. I was like, man, he kind of looks like he's wearing sand person, like sand people robes. Like when he made his appearance in uh season two of Mando, I was like, but it's like all black. So I don't know, but now we've got black robes and people. Yeah. It was awesome. Which is interesting. Cause they're obviously, so like the sand people lore just in the Mandalorian and now Boba Fett has like blown up. Right. Because you've got, like you said, a new hope, <laughs> It's just like they're introduced to us and they're just there to drive the plot and be an ominous force out in the desert. And, um, you know, they're just animals. Then you fast forward to episode, uh, well, episode one, they're just taking pot shots at the pod racers. Episode two, they're, uh, you know, doing some unsavory things with uh, Anakin's mom. And, uh, you know, like uh, Clegg Lars says, you know, those what's he say those beasts walk like men but they're monsters or something and then in the mandalorian now we see like this whole like they're a lot more forgiving that you can they can be negotiated with so it's uh just the world building with the sand people and now obviously these are like a whole different sect of sand people um and they have like uh, like a couple of guys were asking, like, why do you, why are they keeping prisoners? I was like, man, it looks like just for sa- slave labor. They're just, yeah, wanting these guys to dig up those. I call them watermelons. Like, I don't know what they are exactly. Um, we've seen those before, right? We've seen them. Yeah, that's why I said we've seen them in Mandalorian season. Uh, yeah. I think it was season two when when they go and they run into the the Tuscan Raiders. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And he starts signing with them. And then they're around that campfire and they bring one up and break it. And then yes. they like all sip out of it. Yes, um, that's right. So, but 
my question is like, are they, is that what the moisture farmers are farming? Cause they like go to that moisture farm and it's right around there that they start digging stuff up. So is that what like the evaporators collect? I, 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 I it's, it's a great question. I always thought my head cannon was the moisture vap. It was like from the atmosphere, like pulling vapor, pulling hydrogen out of, you know, the air out of the atmosphere right. and then, and then condensing it into the liquid un- underground into a tank where then you could pull the water out of. So like these, like these water seeds that they're finding, I don't know if it has any direct or indirect relation to a moisture evaporator, hmm. but I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. It's just something that I don't know. We'll have to wait to never be explained for a long time until like, uh, Pablo Hidalgo randomly puts it in a visual dictionary. Wait till the updated fifth edition of new Canon encyclopedia comes out after I've already purchased old Canon giant $150, three black book encyclopedias. And then ultimate star Wars, ultimate star Wars revives. Forget it. Forget it. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there you go. This one's already like obsolete. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I thought, I thought that was uh, purely like they have them there just for slave labor. But like, I, like people were saying like, man, why would they, why would that Rodian talk to Boba Fett that way? And I'm like, I don't think he knows who, that it, who it is. He's just some no fucking idea with this guy. Yeah, he's just some messed up scarred bald guy, you know? <laughs> like, you don't know I, who the fuck that is. I actually told our, our buddy, cause we were watching it for the second time, and he was asking the question. Really? Uh, he was like, "What do you think they're doing with him?" I said, "They're tenderizing him to make him boba jerky." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drying was... him out in the sun, and <laughs> I, I mean, it could be that they're using them for slave labor until they literally die of thirst, starvation, and weakness, yeah. and then cannibalize them. Yeah. So like that, like get whatever they can out of them in terms of workload, and then use them as a food source. Yeah. Well, if they're like, like, if they're like the Native American, like they've kind of become, like it looks to me like, uh, in the in the Mandalorian and stuff, they're kind of making them kind of like Native Americans. Like there's some native, you know, like there were some Native American tribes that were very aggressive towards uh, like the new settlers and stuff, and there were some that were friendly and would do trading and stuff, but like some of the you know, the tribes that were making war were giving everybody a bad name. And so, you know, that's where you get like the uh, negative um, tropes with all Native Americans back in that day, you know, cowboys and Indians type thing. But um, mm-hmm. so like, yeah, it's interesting to see. I wonder if we won't see like the black clad Tuscan Raiders going up against like the tan clad Tuscan Raiders at some point or how long. Like, okay, so looking at the timeline, man, this goes into a couple other things. Mandalorian is like five years after Return of the Jedi. So by time uh, Din is on Tatooine and he hooks up with the Marshal, who's got Boba's armor at that point, five years have passed. And Boba's still wandering around the desert. So how Tuscan does he become? So how mm-hmm. much like 
I wonder how, like, at the end of this episode, we kind of see, like, he gets his Gaddafi stick. Um, so I wonder how much, like, that's going to affect him. And obviously, they teach him how to use it pretty well because we see him, like, destroying some <laughs> stormtroopers uh, oh. in The Mandalorian. But um, mm. so a couple things, like, five years, he's, what do you think he's up to those five years in the desert? Is he hanging out with the, man- the Tuscans the whole time? And he still needs Bacta after five years. Like he's still needing Bacta treatments five years later. So do you think it's from the Sarlacc or do you think there's something else that happens in the interim? Go ahead, T. Well, so like, like I was saying while we were watching or, after we finished watching it, um, spending the time with the the Tuscans, I believe that he was probably with them at least the majority of the time. That clan, I I don't know, something might have happened with that clan, but um, you don't really. I don't think he was getting treatments during that time. So basically, he was either getting worse or like actually getting like medicine mm. wow desert medicine slug man. medicine yeah <clears throat> so that's my uh take on that but i think he spent most of his time with that clan i was sitting here while we were talking trying to figure out what trying to remember what he was actually wearing like what color he was wearing when he showed up with the marshal and then because i swear it was brown he's got like full-blown black tuscan like a tuscan like Mm -hmm. a robe and like a band a black band oiler black every like and then he's got the tuscan uh rifle um so it's black so like that answers the question of like it looks like a tuscan but it's all black gear um Mm -hmm. but if he needs still needs healing stuff. Obviously like it's helped out with his like complexion quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, no. like they're throwing him right back in there. Yeah. Cause I know uh, it was, we talked about him having to go back at the end of the, uh, at the end of the episode, but he did get his, his rear end handed to him. So. Yeah. By like, who? Oh, yeah, I told you who I thought it was. Who's handing him his rear end, Mikey? Who Who's the gang that jumps him in Moss Espa? Oh, it's the mayor's gang. So you think it's just like mayor henchmen? Yeah, kind of. Like, if you look at... What the hell was the analogy I had earlier when I was watching this? I don't know if it was from The Godfather when Michael... Michael Corleone takes, you know, he, he takes the seat and then he's like, I'm not going to run this like my father, you know, we're going to make nice this and that. And he goes and he tries to negotiate and they have respect. him sit down and, and it's about respect. I'm not going to rule with fear. I'm going to rule with respect. Like Michael Corleone did the same thing. And then obviously um, his, they test him on his, uh, on, on his strengths and, and, and they see, you know, they see if, if uh, he's, he's as strong willed as, 
as he says he is, right? Does is this guy all that that he can't lead with fear, right? Let's find out. Um, so I, I don't think anyone's scared of Boba yet because he just fucking shows up after fucking five years. Like, yeah, like Bib Fortuna, yeah, oh, Bib Fortuna's gone now. Who the fuck do you even know if they even care about Bib Fortuna chilling in the fucking palace by himself? Like, the palace was empty when they when they assassinated his ass. Like, yeah, um, I, I think that that the mayor's like, oh, yeah, 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 you're running the palace now. Okay, yeah, yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, do oh. you. Yeah, you, yeah, you go do you. Oh, by the way, you know, fuck you. Right. 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 <laughs> My French. So I think it was a test um, from, from whoever's in charge, you know, the mayor, quote unquote. Uh, we'll see how long it's, it's, he's just called the mayor till we figure out who this dude is. Uh, but like, it's a power game, right? Like, it, 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 he's coming in saying he's a new, the, the new crime lord, right? Right. Like, I'm the crime lord now. They're going to be like, fuck you. Like, we've been chilling without, Jabba for five years. Everyone's cashing in. We got fucking orgy, Twilight orgies in the back. We got we got <laughs> spice up front. We got death sticks going around. Max Rebo and 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 Sly or Sly Sly Stoodles. He's they're Sly fucking killing it. Figuring Dan yeah, and the mo- mobile you know? notes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like who the fuck? Like who do you think you are? So she's playing nice. She plays nice with them in there when they come into the club. You know, someone hits a com link. These motherfuckers come at him, like, you know, they're trying oh, to. Oh, so you think she's in on it? I mean, I, I think if it's the mayor's town, and that's where the scum and villainy is going on it, with a facade on the front, because you know that's going on, right? Like, right. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Especially if it's in his town. That's so I taxation over that. I my theory is. Um, so even looking at like, uh, at the end of the episode, I like how they do like in Mandalorian to have like the concept art. So the mm-hmm. concept art of Fennec chasing these guys across the roof looks even more so like these people than they do in the actual episode. But it shows mm-hmm. me that I think the idea is there that they could be Crimson Dawn goons, like from the, uh, the comics, there's been a lot of Crimson Dawn stuff going on. I haven't really read the comics, but I kind of keep abreast of what's going on. Um, my theory is that after Jabba died, and that was like the last of the hut, he was the last of the huts, basically, for like the hut cartel gangsters. So once mm-hmm. he fell, it left this huge power vacuum. And I'm thinking that somebody like Crimson Dawn steps in and they're like, all right, we're taking over all this territory. So you're paying all your tithes to us now. Um and so I think the mayor might be paying like paying all his stuff to Crimson Dawn. And when mm-hmm. Boba comes and it's like, Hey, you got to pay up. You got to give me, you got to give me, pay your taxes to me now. I think that that other delegation that uh, the weird um, twilight guy was talking about were these guys, but I don't think these are just m- m- the mayor's goons. You know what I mean? I, these guys look mm-hmm. like they're part of another gang, yeah. but they might be, over the head of the mayor basically and i think that's so we see in one of the trailers that like the one that fennec uh catches they take to the mayor but i think he's gonna be like what's that table the table well they take they walk it into the authorian with the twilight guy Mm -hmm. there i think that it's gonna be like uh hey you know, your henchman, blah, blah, blah. And he's going to be like, hey, not my henchman. You know, this is 
he's going to have to go over it because right now we're being set up like oh the mayor the mayor i think the mayor is just going to be a figurehead and it's going to be like oh yeah there's somebody over the mayor otherwise it's going to be far too easy just to overthrow the mayor of moss espa you know what i mean it's got to be bigger than that and obviously we get all the dons in um of these other uh cartels and stuff and i'm just i, I gotta take a close look at that table i'm surprised we didn't see it this episode but if there's oranges on that table when the scene starts then you know they're all going into the uh the raincore pit because what isn't that mm. what it is in the godfather every time there's oranges somebody dies yeah yeah and th- that'd be just like Filoni and Favreau that's it. that's, that's a, a great insight that you have because that would be like right away and, and what a plug easter egg I could see that yeah. Favreau doing that it's great yeah so I don't know that's and I think it's setting up for something much bigger um I kind of think I don't know how familiar you are with legends um decent uh oh what was his name now oh now i'm gonna forget his name talon card are you familiar with talon card yes a little bit yeah so i kind of think that uh boba is kind of playing the talon card role in this because talon card swept in and kind of took over all the Jabba's assets and was kind of running things more of like a respect thing because he was a smuggler himself right he was like a han solo type Uh Um, and, but he ends up having like a loose alliance, um, with the new Republic for like the big Thrawn threat. And I think that's where this is all going. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I remember it from, I remember it from the Zan trilogy. So speaking um, of Tron or Tron, wow. Thrawn, <laughs> Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah. Tron too. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Get him in here. Ron, do you think we see Ahsoka? In Book of Boba Fett, do we see Ahsoka? Yep. I'm going to say yes. Man, I, I, I don't know. I ah, Ahsoka's path is so far removed from syndicates, but if if it is Crimson Dawn that's running game on top of the cartels on Tatooine for whatever their purposes that have a high higher tier motive in the galaxy that involves her crusade that somehow in some way attaches to Thrawn and Ezra um then yes, but I, I'm gonna just say I don't know because I want to wait and see where this is going to expand outside of like this petty little little organized crime fight in a city, yeah. which is which is definitely going to happen. So they could take it there to tie everything in, or they could just keep this book, haha, like just in like to Boba's story. Um, but if they're taking the MCU route with Star Wars storytelling now, post OT, then then it would be more likely, which seems to be happening. But I'm still going to just kind of say I, I'm not sure yet. And if if you're on my if you're on my boat, it's post OT in the FV, 
Filoni-verse, which we can talk about for... We can go down that rabbit hole if you want or save it for next time. <laughs> yeah, we, we can save it for next time. We can save it for next time. Um, but uh, from what I've been hearing about, like, Spider-Man and how that's opened up a can of worms. Oh. I, I, I just... <laughs> I, I, I just... Look. Look, like world between worlds kind of has has some scapegoats and some loopholes where it's acceptable at least for me um one being animated two on on a a b level um it not altering future or past it 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 does but in a linear sense like it takes ahsoka out of where are they on dathomir Um, pulls ahsoka out of his malachor with anakin Right. On Malachor, yeah, I get see, I get the legends and the like, and and new canon. Corban, like Morban, yeah, Morban, Corban, and then yeah. yeah. So anyway, but that's okay because they just needed a way for her to escape that fight and like have that crumble. And Filoni did it so epically, so I'm fine with it. So like, but once they back to the future Star Wars, where you know, like Luke Skywalker's sister. With his like, you know, class of '84, her shirt's kind of fading away, and then like someone's got to go back, and then that changes this. But then there's two timelines. Like, I I don't know if that's for me. I I don't know. Now, do do I want to see? I'm just gonna fucking do it, Josh. Hey, do I want to see fucking Mara Jade and and Anakin Solo and and Jason and Jaina and fucking? Or was it? Yeah. Or was it Anakin Skywalker Jr. Right. and Ben Solo? No, it was Ben Skywalker and Anakin Solo. Yeah, like, do I want to Jason, see... Jason, Jaina, Anakin, yeah. Yeah, right, right, sorry. Like, and I feel like that's wishful thinking from a lot of fans these days with the Filoni-verse, like, droppage, but um, it seems to be they're, they're stirring something, right? right. They're, they're stirring... They're stirring the pot, and then you get now there, there's Feige, Feige talks involved somewhere, right? Is that a thing still? Yeah, he's still involved with something somewhere. So, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I Maybe I have to sit with it more, and it has to get further along, the, the, the storytelling that we're going to see in the next year or two, but... Yeah, so right now, as it stands, what they presented to us, it's like if you've watched Lost, right? And Lost has time travel stuff in it, but it's whatever happened, happened. It always happened. If you, if your great grandmother time traveled back in time, she always time traveled back in time. If she was went from 20, if we went from 2020 back to 1882, we always, so like the first time 1882 rolled around, we were there, right? So you don't change anything. It's just always what happened. But I feel like then, it's just, uh, it's frivolous for Palpatine to want to even like show that to us and make that a thing that Palpatine wants to get a hold of. Because uh, like, mm-hmm. if he always lost and he always lost, then what? He gets to just sit there and be like, oh, well, I guess I lost. That sucks. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's all about presentation. It's all about presentation. Um but I do think this is going, I think that we will see, just like they showed us Boba Fett, um, and then we got a Boba Fett spinoff. <clears throat> we showed a, they showed us Ahsoka. 
We know we're getting an Ahsoka show. I think there's a good chance we see, we're going to see Din, I think, and we're going to get a clue, an inkling, a setup as to what Mandalorian season three is going to be, which I think is going to be them taking back Mandalore in some capacity. Um, And I think they're going to bring Ahsoka in via Sabine. So I think we'll see Sabine in the in a, a later arc of Book of Boba Fett when he gets called in by like Din and Bo-Katan and then we're going to see Sabine there and get maybe an inkling of what's going on with that so I don't know I don't know how do you tie if this is Crimson Dawn I, I feel like those guys need to be something bigger than just the mayor's pawns otherwise it's like okay it's going to be they're going to be dealt with next episode and then what, what like it's just like the first couple of episodes or just like a small little arc just to be like oh yeah this is how he conquered Tatooine in a day I'll tell you one thing tell you both one thing I've never seen tech like that on fucking security guards on Tatooine exactly like right like and I don't think Boba had either because like somebody was like why did he just shoot his you know rocket right into him and it like blew him right back (laughs) it's like because I don't think he was expecting it to get deflected man and you know? no, I was like, what was going through his mind when he shot that fucking rocket? Like, oh, <laughs> like point blank. No, but I do like, I like that uh, he's not invincible. I like, you know, I like that because too often you see in like shows and stuff, it's like, okay, this is the hero. He's like invincible. He can take out like 20 guys. I like Mm -hmm. that with both Din and with Boba. Now we're seeing like, yeah, they're pretty awesome. They can take out a room full of guys at times, but if you jump them and you get them in the right situation, like, like anybody, it's realistic, right? You jump somebody and you corner them like that. Like, like on your own, you might be worthless and Boba Fett could probably, you know, take out any one of them, but all of them like that, you know, sometimes you got to depend on your old trusty Gamorrean guard to come in there and just, (laughs) prove his uh his his worth in in the weight of credits those um, guys were awesome yeah yeah i like that i like great. I, I like the little circle there where they're like oh, that's a bad idea you know and then they come in and save their lives at the end um a little too lou ferrigno hulk green for my taste not right. it, it it wasn't pure from a purist return of the jedi purist in me i mean even in like mando 2 episode 1 like they were a little bit better, like you know, in a little bit. In the, the but they were like MMA, like uh, yeah, they were Gamorians, right? So you expect them to be a little leaner. I want to see like the morbidly obese with like calves that look like two <laughs> Christmas hams, you know, just sticking out. Like, man, is it that hard? Just make a make a silicone suit, man. Just have a couple guys run, or get a much bigger guy. Like, you know, they're like just stocky get it looks almost like you got like me after thanksgiving walking around out there with just my gut hanging out well I, you know I, I think they want these guys to choreograph in the fight scenes and they want it to look as realistic as possible and we've never really seen well we did have that great fight scene in mando season two yeah but uh, other than that like from the you know the the um um the uh the, the source material of the original trilogy in return of the jedi like they're just holding their pole arms and like snorting, like they, right? You know what I mean? So they 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 needed to cast it in a sense for like now we need to have Gamorrean guards like be fucking 
like front and center of the action. Yeah. So they cast these 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 heavyweights. These guys fucking they're not sumo wrestlers, but they're like they could be like world's strongest man competition. Yeah, what's that? Cut. Oh man, what's that guy that's always going up against the mountain? Um well, I know the mountain, that's for sure. Yeah, but this other guy, he just looks like he looks like like uh my buddy's dad's friends growing up, you know, they just like yeah, beer big, huge bellies, you know, they walk like he this. Used to work but, out. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, used to like be jacked and they're still jacked. They just look like this now, you know, they're but they fat, can still fat pick, jacked. Yeah, they can still pick up a freaking <laughs> car, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what they... I mean, that's basically what like most of the strongman competition guys look like. Yeah. Like yeah. they're they're not very lean. Yeah, like this Brian Shaw guy. He's pretty big. He's got a big belly. Oh, yeah. Eddie yeah. Hall. That's who I'm thinking of. Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall. Yeah. Look at this. Can you guys see Eddie Hall here? I've seen him. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. they just need to get Eddie Hall in there. Give him like a Gamorian face. Boom. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I you said something earlier about the Tuscans, which I think is going to come back later for support. Like he's got some Gamorians now, right? Then he's going to get the Tuscans are going to come back him up. And then he, maybe he's going to liberate the Tuscans to take back Tatooine because it's their native land. Right. And then they'll take over some of the cities, you know, um, that that's a cool arc. If, if they, if that's even a thing, but right. You sparked that by saying, and T too, because he spent five years with this tribe, with the black tribe, the black Tuscan tribe. That's got to be like his fam. You know what I'm saying? That's like his his fam. So like, he's probably got that them in his back pocket, right? You know, which maybe is why he's so ballsy right now, walking in there with just Fennec and the two Gamorians, like just fucking like I'm running shit now. You know? Well, I'm saying to myself like he's a sitting duck. Like they were both sitting ducks walking in there like that after you know there was a threat by the the ambassador twilight like to the mayor yep. so yeah. it's like why does he have so much balls right now with his his helmet's not even on yeah like <laughs> what the fuck he's just trying yeah. to what's he say like do things their way or whatever like what fenix says like oh you should be getting carried around he's like uh you know she's like why don't you should try it his you know try it their way and he's like ah you should try it their way um, right. It does go back to something I said after Mando season two uh, premiered, which is um, when we were, I was theorizing back then that he was like friendly with the Tuscans just because of his garb and stuff. Like mm-hmm. maybe the Tuscans, because he shows up right at the end of that first episode when his armor shows up with a bunch of Tuscans. So maybe those Tuscans tipped off the other Tuscan clan. They must have some sort of friendly relationship. They're like, hey, um, your armor's over here. Like some dude's running around here with your armor. Yeah, and that's that why could he. Be. And that's why he. So it's not like people are like, why does he wait five years to go after his armor? I don't think it was even on his mind. He just goes Tuscan. But then when one of his boys is like that, he's gotten tight with is like, hey, some uh, posers over here using your armor. Um, well, he's like, I, like, I better go get it back. And we we seen the armor in season two. We talked about how why did he wait so long. We discussed about how they somebody stole it from him. Back then we didn't we theorized who we thought it was, which we were right. 
<clears throat> um, but uh, we talked about how why it took him so, so long to find it. That was because he didn't know where it was, and it's not like they have cell phones. So right, <clears throat> like the Jawas could have sold that shit at like any docking bay yeah. station in Mos Eisley. They could have sold that, flipped that shit. That thing was off world. Yeah, literally the same day that they they stripped him of it. Oh. So he. he 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 probably just was like, don't even think about it. That shit's yeah. gone. Let's move on. Yep. You know, survivors. So he's just kind of. And then, like, uh, somebody, the one of the sand people were like, hey, your stuff's over here. And then he just went after it. So like, yeah. he's like, oh, crap, my stuff. I really want that back. <laughs> yeah. And I think getting the armor back gave him. Um, his sense of confidence back and motivation. I think he got motivated because who's to say he couldn't have taken his Tuscan buddies and rolled up on on Bib Fortuna yeah, for five years. I think when he got the armor back and then he had Fennec on that life debt, yeah. so he's got Fennec on the life debt, who's like one of the greatest assassins in the galaxy, and he gets his armor back and then he sees reason. He has reason now. He just gets his motivation back to find he gets his motivation back to find reason. You know, and the adventure with Din, that adventure with Din probably lit a fire that hasn't been lit since that day on the on the barge. Yeah. Right? Yep. Crazy because- theory that just hit me, okay? So we know he gets Fennec and then somehow Fennec gets a robo tummy. <laughs> but if he's just yeah. hanging out with Tuscan Raiders, they're not exactly the most technologically you know, adept. But we do see him in the Tashi station in one of these trailers. So what if he finds Fennec and then and then he's also made nice with the Tashi station people. So he takes her to Tashi station and they fix her up. That would know. be cool. Crazy theory that just hit me. Because somehow they've got to show us well, how he manages to help yeah, he goes so from being living out in the wild to somehow he gives Fennec a robo tummy. Yeah, no, it, you're you're on to something. I, I like the connective tissue because at Tashi Station, there would be mechanics and droid repairs, engineering it in order to get that done, and then all of a sudden she's prepared, right? Yeah, and like that's where that's one of the you know Star Wars landmarks, if you will, in on the planet that you would go to kind of get that done. And it it got me think like. So at the end, right, the 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 stupid red Rodian dude who was a snitch and should have yeah. just kept his mouth shut and yeah, um, mm-hmm. he's digging. And first thing I thought when he starts finding those scales, I thought it was going to be like a uh, smog moment in like The Hobbit, where all of a sudden its eye was just going to pop open and it was going to be a big, huge t- uh, crate dragon again, right? I thought it was a crate. I thought nope. it was definitely going to be a crate. Right, because, because the, in in the all the lore that we have from legends and and even now, up to now, everything I know is like under the sand dunes. You don't fuck with that. Like there's crate dragons down there. They're like yep. ancient fucking yeah. dragons. Like, like and then this Goro guy pops just out. like kick Goro. Yeah. <laughs> Goro. Literally, this guy just keeps like touching it and digging around it. Like what? Like yeah. Like dude, stop. Uh, like. <laughs> This guy it's got- actually Motaro. Motaro is Goro's oh, father who has a centurion, centurion body with four arms. It's Motaro from Mortal Kombat 3. <laughs> so I was 
thinking it it was like uh it reminds me of uh jason and the argonauts um which was like a big inspiration for lucas so they like and it was kind of stop motiony it kind of looked kind of stop motiony to me which yeah. is kind of a callback well that was jason the argonauts was claymation when they did the minotaur yeah i think and then clash of the titans had one too i think yeah no definitely and and that those were both inspirations for george yeah the clash of the titans was a book first before the film came out because i think that shitty film came out like same time <laughs> or right after star wars right um but you you see a lot of that like you, you see feloni and maybe there was um uh oh fuck well, talking about the concept art but maybe there was um concept art for him from uh what's wrong with me who's the star wars um illustrator from like luke like Macquarie days yeah like maybe there's Macquarie artwork for thank you i don't know what's wrong with me there's Macquarie artwork somewhere where like that was going to be a thing i wouldn't be surprised like no they like bringing all that stuff back in um that's all rebels is basically is just like discarded ralph Macquarie stuff um yeah so and then he kind of like, I think he's earned his place and the try, you know, that was his dances with wolves moment. He's, oh uh, man. That was epic, dude. And the fucking little bastard, the little, the little kid, the tusky kid with the head is all psyched. Yeah. Look at this shit. Dad. Well, this motherfucker got, he cut that. He killed this motherfucker. It was great. Well, quick. Uh, that, uh, what, uh, Rodian. Yep. The red guy. Uh, let's just talk about him getting pounded into the sand real quick. That, like, he went like six feet deep, man. Oh, like, man. Well, <laughs> he's six feet under, man. I think it was Grace. My daughter was sitting on my lap and she happened to look up at that point and she's like, Is he all right? And I was like, No, 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 he's not getting, he's not coming back off, honey. He's taking a nap. Uh, yeah, it's okay. We didn't like, like him. <laughs> Oh, I, uh, he gave him two chances to run away with him. And that guy, like, uh, yeah, but like we yeah. were saying that that is kind of a, a crummy situation. Right. So, Mikey, you're la- you're you're a prisoner to these these sand people. And then this new guy shows up who's like, looks like he's been like half eaten alive or something or like the twin brother to Anakin Skywalker post Mustafar. And uh, hmm. he's like, hey, you want me to cut you free? And then. Like, so on the one hand, like, are you going to go running out into the desert in the middle of the night? That's not a good option, really. On the other hand, you just let him go. And then in the morning, you're like, yeah, I just I've seen him leave. But don't don't and don't beat fu- me for that. You know, yeah, you're screwed either way. So yeah. he's not in a good situation. But uh, yeah, I don't know. No. No. Thank God for those chains, though. The right? chains had like spikes on them. Too, yeah. So he could like really get yeah. it around the neck. The Jabba the Hutt moment. It was very yeah, Jabba the Hutt. He did the double up. Yeah. He got the double up on it. He yep. fucking, that was. Man. But yeah, I know no, that, that that little kid was uh, super excited about that head and then telling the story to everybody. <laughs> that was. It almost looked to me like he was trying to be like, yeah, I, I took this thing out. He's like, <laughs> yeah, right. it. I got him, you know, and then I got this head. And Bubba's just like maybe he did, maybe he did, but like you know, like like a seven year old would, right? Right. And then and the, the dad's just like anything. Everybody knows, so then they hand him the water because they know what happened. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, because I mean, very, yeah, go ahead. He, he already like saved that kid, like, well, spared that kid's life once. Yep. And then straight up saved his life this time. So, can you say hi? <laughs> but, hey, buddy. what's up, bud? He's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, excited about next episode. I think next episode we're going to see. <clears throat> More of that gang that was taking out the moisture farm at the Tashi station, uh-huh. and and figure out who the and, and figure out who the mayor is working for, and probably see maybe near the end of it we see Bo. But I don't know. Do you guys think that they're going to run parallel with these two timelines throughout the whole season? Like it won't yeah. be until like the end of episode. What are we? Six or seven episodes that we're going to see him catch up basically and get off planet with the slave one. Or the fire spray. Sorry. I I think uh, we're definitely going to see more flashbacks of that five-year period with the Tuscans and whatever else happens. So I think you got to say 10 minutes minimum, eight to eight to 10 minutes minimum of, I think at least the next episode, probably more of the, you know, the flashbacks, right? I think you're going to see a lot of the flashbacks. It's probably going to happen in the back there. Yeah. Um, because like stuff will go down, drama will happen, you know, got to re- regroup, go regroup at the palace, back to flashback helps answer some other stuff that, that comes up. And I hope we see some more slice of life with uh, the Tuscan kid. Mm-hmm. Cause I, you know, that would be cool with the dog. Um, I really, I really enjoy those little slice of life moments in star Wars when they're like, when they pop at the right time. You know, like it, it pops right after like a great action sequence that like has traumatic events, either good or bad, and they'll like pop something like that. And so I thought, I thought that was really, really cool. Kind of reminded me a little bit of the Jawa Suka episode. Suka, Suka. <laughs> Suka. You know, it, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit when he comes running with the head all excited. <laughs> Is the Tuscan kid going to survive through the series? Well. Maybe he gets older five years. Maybe the kid gets a little bit older. Gets, you know, yeah. or maybe we, never, dude, with this, we may never see that kid again. Right, right, T. Just, like, <laughs> just that was it. Just that was it. one episode, then uh, never see him again. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, technically, we never seen uh, Den's girlfriend after that episode. Right. So, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Very true. Very, very true. I still think Din's just going to go back there to retire in those, you know, one of these days. <laughs> just like, if yeah. not, he definitely, he would definitely go back there to lick his wounds. Well, now that he can take his helmet off, right? Now that he's yeah. okay with that, he's going to go back and be like, yeah. hey, hey, the helmet's off. Now all bets are off. I could do it. I could do it without the helmet on now. That's your style. <laughs> Yeah, she tried to take it off of him, but he stopped her, and then all that shit went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you, do you think we'll get some Mayfield showing up? I asked that too. I was like, "Are we going to see Bill Burr? Is Bill Burr going to show up in this?" I almost think he will. I think that they'll bring him in to do like some sort of little job or something for Boba, right? Because Boba, he's a known entity to Boba at this point. Yeah. And he's a pretty killer sniper. So if he needs like a, 
man, if he needs somebody to cover him, I like, what if there's some sort of big showdown at some point and then all of a sudden just like somebody gets sniped and it's just like Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah. I, I'm the cop. Yeah, like, I mean, got you, got your six. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, I, can like I curse on talking Sith? <laughs> I've already cussed like several times. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Go for it. I mean, you guys know where I'm from. Where, 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 where you found <laughs> Born me? Born and raised. So you, know, you know, you know how I am. But you got to tell me if I got to be PG over here. No, uh, we cuss a little bit, probably more often than not. We get a little bit excited over here. Well, yeah. you've got you've got sober pappas now. I think uh, when I was on during uh, Mando season one, I think I was on. It was season Definitely. One. Yeah, I was probably two sheets to the. Oh no. Oh no. Are we still recording? Are we there? Are you guys there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, All we're right. here. My internet connection is unstable. Yeah, your video is just kind of cutting out a little bit, but your your audio is fine. Okay. Okay. I'm, um, I'm in this weird mode too. I've been trying to exit out of and I can't. But yeah, I'm not a zoom fan. Zoom schmoom. But yeah, we gotta I, get back on the melon. I I really mm. hope that Bill Bear shows up at least one episode. Um there we go. I, I I like the mechanical back arms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I Bill Burr is awesome. I've been I've been watching uh F is for family. Uh just that's a hilarious little show. Um, but yeah, Bill Burr is awesome. He's got a podcast. Um, what is it? The Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. I listen to it every week. It literally like saves my mornings, my commute going to work, and like makes me feel better about life. <laughs> like he's just so funny, man. I have to check that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely good. check that one out. Yeah, the Monday the- Morning Podcast. All right, so uh, next week, guys, next week, I think we're going to wrap some of this. I think we're going to wrap up. I think we're just going to go right over the mayor's helmet, honestly. That's my biggest prediction for next week. What? You went went over over my my helmet? helmet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, if man, I mean, boom, right there. Maybe that's how they bring World Between Worlds in. They just like, wait, fast forward, farther. No, that's right now. Okay. No, no, go past this. this part. Go past In this fact, part. never play this again. <laughs> oh man, that'd be that'd be right. sweet for them to bring that in with World Between Worlds. <laughs> oh my god. Um I mean, I wish we got uh the search for more money. You know, I really wish we got them. So I, I have a quick quick question because it's I wanted to ask earlier and I forgot. If it is Crimson Dawn, right? Mm. Maul is dead. What's his name from Solo? The main villain is dead. You're right. We assume, well, Kira mm-hmm. is. We don't. We don't know where the hell Kira is. Kira is leading it, man. In the comics, just a few years before, like right during Return of the Jedi, she is leading Crimson Dawn. Okay. So man. yeah, because Maul passed away way like years. Well, not too many years. Like three years before that. Two or three years before that, Maul dies on Tatooine. So then she takes over, and this is like Return of the Jedi time. Well, she takes she over between before that. So she takes over after 
it's kind of been implied, but we haven't really seen it yet. And there's been rumors that there's going to be a Crimson Dawn series. So I'm thinking this is where they kick all that off. And it's going to show oh. how Maul ended up on Malachor, that Kira is the one that outsmarted him and just like dumped him on Malachor. And oh, yeah, took over we never Crimson knew Dawn. how we got there. We never yep. knew how we got there. Yeah. He was just like weak and like old and like get, getting like getting old. Yeah. Like, right? Because wasn't it like skinny, like frail Maul? Frail Maul. Malachor. Yep. Frail Maul. And his horns were starting to grow back a little bit. Yeah. He's my, he's my favorite mall. Old The only ma- episode old of uh, Master. Mm-hmm. The only episode I've seen so far of that series. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to watch got... Rebels? Uh I have a lot to catch up on. Um Okay. Star Wars related. I mean, I <laughs> I'm only two episodes into the Bad Batch. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Josh will give you like like key like key priority episodes. Yeah, you know, he like made there's, there's he a ton made of me watch that episode. Oh, yeah. You have uh, to watch that. What right before? Right before we saw Ahsoka in in season two, I believe. Yeah, because I knew she was yeah. coming. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got to show you who Ahsoka is, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Well, I've seen, uh, like, I watched all of, well, no, I was in the middle of watching Clone Wars at that time. So. Yeah. So I finished Clone Wars. Now I'm watching Bad Batch and moving forward slowly but surely. Like, nice. the old, like I'm excited. I would be excited. And it, it works out too well. To where I think that it probably just won't be the case because it would just be it would just be too good for it to be Crimson Dawn. Kira comes in, then we can get a Crimson Dawn spinoff. Um, they can explain all that backstory, uh, and I don't know. I just feel like when things fit too perfectly, they're not they're not going to happen. But uh, mm. like our buddy Chad that I was talking to you about earlier, the guy who doesn't like. Uh, the fact that Wu Her doesn't like droids because of uh, his family being slaughtered by the separatists. Yeah. Um, he was saying, like, he's afraid for Star Wars to go the route of the MCU, um, which I can kind of see. I kind of said that earlier, too. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You know. So, so like you were talking about with like Boba Fett, like how Boba Fett is like this character now and stuff, but, um, even look at like Spider-Man, right? In order to see the new Spider-Man movie, not only do you have to be familiar with, um, not just, you know, you could say like, okay, this one's kind of more standalone-ish, but you need to have seen uh, Homecoming. And in order to understand Homecoming, you need to have, you need to have seen Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, and in order to understand those movies, you need to have seen a plethora of other movies that come before it. So it's mm. just like, when you step in, they just have to be careful about how they introduce people and then how they go forward. So they give enough information where it's like they catch you and it makes you want to go back and catch up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but you can enjoy it wherever you step in. So that's right. 
that, that's where they got to be careful to to tread that line and not go like i don't know like star trek or something where at one point there was like four series and tons of different yeah. stuff going on where you can never it, it gets too big and expansive yeah yeah i was just uh just talking to my wife about spider-man um because my daughter and I are sitting down and watching the entire MCU timeline. We're going through the timeline. Awesome. Um, She'll be graduated but... by the time you're done, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was telling her, she called me mean because I told her I wanted to get, <clears throat> I wanted to get the, the Spider-Mans, the, uh, what? Far from which one's the first one now? I can't remember. Homecoming. Homecoming. Yep. I wanted her to get because Spider Man is her favorite character. Like, um, but I want to get Homecoming and we watched that right after uh, Civil War. And then I want to go back to Infinity War where he he died. Because <laughs> I want to, I want my daughter to feel the sadness of. Spider-Man and the rest of the the people going away Mm -hmm. and then the happiness of him coming back. It's going to backfire on you. You're going to be there crying and she's going to be like, dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so, but she loves Spider-Man. So uh, I want, I want to watch all the movies with her, but now I have to get her to watch Spider-Man one, two and three and then Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man 1 and 2, just so she knows what the heck's going on when No Way Home, we finally get to that. Right. So, Man. I, I, I don't want Star Wars to go that route, but I I do, like, I love my Marvel. Like, <laughs> He's a Marvel guy, first and foremost. Yep. Uh, so, I, uh, so, T, I've got a, my wife and I are pregnant with our first. So I, I listened to yourself and, and Josh for a while now and some of our other buddies. And like, I can't, I kind of can't wait for that. You know, I mean, Man. being an only child, like, you know, single mom growing up in a small apartment, like I've, I've Luke Skywalker is my best friend, like when I was a kid. So right. I have a lot of friends as I grow, got older, but like, I, I want someone here to share it with me. You yep. know what I mean? I'm looking forward to like, showing all this stuff to my kid yeah all this stuff that that i love and like it's kind of like you're you're reliving it for the first time again right yep yep uh we took we took my daughter to the the comic-con up here and uh like so she dressed up as uh we bought her a, a joker outfit uh like last year right after halloween the clearance rack we go out and we buy a bunch of stuff because she likes to do the little dress up crap. <clears throat> and so she wore the, the Joker dress to Comic-Con and there were like three or four Harley Quinns that come up to her and we're like, oh, it's my Joker in their little <laughs> Harley Quinn voices. Aww. And she loved it. And like um, just seeing the characters that she already knew, Spider-Man, Star-Lord, stuff like that awesome um because she plays the lego marvel games because i got her into that 
<clears throat> so it's she knows these characters and then to, to see them but like josh and i were talking this was a few years back uh right after uh celebration when you took uh grace yeah i was just gonna bring that up ahsoka yeah but so my daughter saw a little yellow uh camaro just sitting in the the middle of like the the store and she's like bumblebee and i'm like all right i'm i'm raising you right you're nice (laughs) awesome so (laughs) yeah mikey like when we took when we went to celebration last time like oh man that's that's like the most fun you'll ever have is taking your kid to like, if, if you raise them to be a star Wars fan, which I'm sure you'll raise them right in the way, in the path that they should be. But, yeah. uh, and like when grace was there, um, she's young enough. Like she was like two and a half years old. So she's old. She knew who Darth, she knows who Darth Vader is. She knows who Ahsoka is like all these characters, but like the blurred reality is so to her, that is Darth Vader. You know what I mean? That is Ahsoka. Yep. And then mm-hmm. uh, she went viral on this little video of her with this BB-8. It's like five minutes her in this BB-8 where like the guy with the remote was like interacting with her. But, and just to watch that, like to experience it, Aww. watching your kid, you know? And yeah. and That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. And that, you got to be careful though, because like you were talking about T trying to, you know, plotting to make your daughter cry um yeah, i know your little plot go ahead <laughs> tell us <laughs> well are you are you thinking of the lion king oh no i thought you were gonna talk about the your your little plan for star wars for grace oh yeah i have big plans for star wars yeah so 100 percent, grace like has watched clone wars and stuff and but like she loves anakin she loves ahsoka you know Anakin is Ahsoka's master. And I asked her the other day, she said something about Anakin, like Anakin's a really good guy. And I was like, Oh yeah. What about Darth Vader? Oh, he's a bad guy. I don't like Darth Vader. And so, yeah, she has no idea. Like, and I'm trying to keep the (laughs) veil until she's like, you know, seven or eight trying to, trying to hold on to that. But, um, Oh man. So she hasn't seen revenge of the Sith. Obviously. Obviously. Nope. Nope. She hasn't seen revenge of the Sith. It's probably too heavy for her at that age. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. I I was watching Lion King with her the other day, and she was really into it, really paying attention to it, you know. And it gets to the Mufasa part, and I'm like mm-hmm. watching her. And she's like she's starting to tear up a little bit, but I'm like close to like bawling at this point, just because I'm like reliving my. That was the first movie I ever saw in theaters was uh, Lion King, so I'm like reliving all that, but. Man, awesome. I'm so I'm so excited for you guys. I'm so pumped for you, for Mikey Papas to be a papa. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, so uh, how how far along is she? Like, do you know whether it's a boy or a girl, or do you not want to say right now? Or no. So she's she's about three and a half months. We just got uh, an email that we're not opening, and we're getting. I think my mother in law is going to go to the dock and pick up like the envelope. And I mean, you guys know the deal these days with social yep. media. Like my wife yep. is like an Instagram person. I'm I'm not even I'm I I haven't touched my Instagram account in like six years. <laughs> it's not for me. Like social media for me always was about like talking about things that I want to talk about. And like that's how I found Star Wars friends and a community and stuff. But 
uh, she wants to do the whole Instagram thing where it's like a baby reveal and like a video and stuff. So um, we just got it today. Oof. So my mother, we're going to give it to my mother-in-law to take, to take the responsibility of like getting some type of, I don't know, like a balloon they do now. We're like, right, or the cake and then or... it's like, yeah, it's like p- pink balloons or like blue balloons come out or like confetti or something. Or yeah. Cake. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Like maybe cut the cake and then like you cut the cake and, the inside is like either you know yep. pink or blue. So. Yeah, when we found out uh, my son's gender, we got my mother-in-law to look at the gender, and then it was literally like what three days before Christmas, Josh. Yeah, and we uh, so we got my mother-in-law to put it in a little box and the ornament that said it's a boy. We actually picked up two because we didn't know. We picked up once it's a boy and once a girl. And we got my mother-in-law to basically put it in the box without us knowing. And then we got Santa Claus to give it to my daughter. And then she opened it up in front of the, yeah, everybody that was there at Santa Claus. Yeah, we did uh, for Grace. That's awesome. We did a lightsaber. Yep. Nice. So it was either pink, going to be pink or blue when we ignited it. And then we had like a thing for like a name for if it was a boy or girl. So ignited it pink and then, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so you guys will, you guys will be updated. I'll send, I'll send you both the link. Oh yeah. I'll tune in for sure, man. Tune in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm fine either way. Like my, my wife is like a girl, her and her sister and her mom are like, Oh, oh she they, they call the baby she you know <laughs> like I, i'm fine with either or if i had if you had to like you know stick a knife in me i'll say a boy you know yep. um because, because i'm such a boy right? right like i mean look at this fucking room behind me you know? i know <laughs> um Dude, so let me but, tell you but, though if you have a little girl yeah. i know i heard game over brother <laughs> i yeah. hear i hear daddy's little girl yeah yeah I, yeah but boy yeah well this room you mean yeah i mean maybe sorry i cut off oh no i mean just like man she's what buddy yeah okay well i i mean just like man you think that uh your wife's got you wrapped around her little finger. You just wait till you have a little little girl looking up at you, and it's a game changer. But I'm sure. Oh man! man. All right, guys. Well, tell tell all our thousands of listeners. Um, thousands. Thousands, right? You gotta speak these things into existence. Uh, where they can follow you guys. Well, if you want to follow me, you can find me at T Green on Facebook and here. And you can find me uh, mostly on Facebook uh, on the Pop Culture Hour group. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Maximum Paps. Um, I'm not too active on Twitter these days, though, because it's just a little too crazy for me. But um, we have a great group, as you guys both know, on, on Facebook. Uh, it's a small community, but um, no politics, no drama, like, you know, no one's still arguing about the last Jedi over there. No um, spoilers. 
Yeah, and uh, we, we have a podcast um, that evolved from a Star Wars podcast called the Pop Culture Hour now covering Marvel and everything else. Um, it's been on hiatus because um, my host Johnny's been really, really busy. Uh, when you have three kids and you're a principal and now you're not a principal, I think you're something else at a school, but you have big responsibility, like you're super busy. And I obviously have, ha- have a lot going on, but maybe we'll, in 2022, um, we're thinking about coming back. So yeah. Yeah. I miss that. you guys. I miss listening to you guys. Yeah. Thanks bro. Hopefully and soon. It gives me a chance to catch up on some of the episodes I missed. I had a late start. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good. Oh, wait. Are you still listening to Rogue One or no? Uh, I don't even know if you can. No, I I'm. No list, uh, I think I'm probably about at least uh, 60, 60 episodes then. So, wow. I hope so. That stuff was gold. Yeah, I don't see Rogue One on here. Yeah. I, I yeah I, I mean, there's there's some there's some stuff I hope is gone forever. <laughs> I mean, I used to. I I would show up. I mean ossified you know i don't even know how johnny and hawes kept me around as long as they did but i guess i was the uh the whack pack portion of the content you know i was uh the the beetlejuice the jeff the drunk the uh the tan mom of the, uh, uh you had some good man i w- i always wanted to be like i was always jumping to your defense just like in the middle of the day i'd be like let him talk Stop. <laughs> yeah, they, they they've cut me off a lot back then. I think they cut me off a lot back then because they they really didn't know. I was so unpredictable that like you know even Hawes was like, "You got to watch Mike, man." I mean, he comes out of left field with shit, and and I did because I because I I thought we were gonna be the most rebellious Star Wars podcast there was, and we were for a little while, you yeah. know, and and it worked, and and there was like that. I think 30 or 40, maybe 50 episode run where we were just on fire. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, all good things come to an end, man. We had a great run with the three of us together. You know, if you want to follow Hawes, my old co-host, um, he's at Blue Harvest, uh, Blue Harvest Pod on Twitter, and Blue Harvest is the name of the uh, podcast. It's, he's fantastic. So if you're a Star Wars fan, you should definitely check him out. Yeah, and you can follow me. Basically, my only social media presence is through talking sith for the most part like i have a i have a private facebook but i rarely share anything except for like pictures of my children <laughs> so As family <laughs> right right so uh at talking sith pod uh talking sith podcast at uh on facebook um and across all social media platforms um guys awesome talking with you book of boba fett i'm gonna give it a Let's let's get everybody's ratings real quick. I'll give it a, I'll give it a eight point five out of ten for me. Uh, as as someone that I watch on YouTube says a lot, I don't want to go too high too soon, so I, I'm gonna give it an eight. There you go. Uh, I'm with you, Josh. I'm gonna go eight point five for me. Boom. All right, guys. Until next time. May the force be with you. Good. <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.